0: Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome, welcome. It is episode number Dustin Pedroia, a.k.a. number 15. It's been a long, stressful week for Red Sox fans and Red Sox nation right now. And look at that. The Red Sox are not looking too great right now. The Red Sox are tied. That's right, tied with the New York Yankees for second place in the ALE standings. I'm not too happy about that. I'll get into that in about a couple of minutes. But let's get into the Red Sox and why they aren't doing well. So it was the weekend series against the Baltimore Orioles. The Red Sox swept them. Great. Amazing. But it's the Baltimore Orioles. They are the crappiest team in the big leagues right now. Just checking ESPN for a quick second. As the Yankees are now beating the Red Sox 4-1 and could possibly sweep the Red Sox. This is not looking good, Red Sox Nation. You should not be very excited about this one. The Yankees are storming back. They will probably be in the playoffs other than the Red Sox. And you know what? I'm not going to be too happy about this. But I wouldn't be surprised because it is the Boston Red Sox right now. They're really slumping. You know, if they lose this lead, we really need to wake up these next nine games. Because we play Minnesota, Seattle, and I think the Royals in our next three competitions. We should be getting wins up and down the baseball field right now. But I don't think this Red Sox team really has it. If you ask me this week, if you ask me, Devin, will the Red Sox make the playoffs? I'm going to say no. This Red Sox team is really looking foolish. And they're not looking like the team that was looking like in July or June or May. But this team has really depressed me a lot. You know, I've had a lot of hope, and I have, and I've had a lot of faith in this Boston Red Sox team. But they're not cracking the bats. They're not pitching. Starting pitching is great. Excuse me, but our relief bullpen is not that great. It really isn't. This Red Sox team has been very, very confusing, and it's been very, very aggravating as a Red Sox fan. So let's talk about, you know, great. We stopped the Orioles, the baddest team in the, you know, ALEs, great. But let's talk about yesterday afternoon's game against our arch rivals in the New York Yankees. So, they didn't start off great. Velazquez, who looked on 2-for-16 in his New York Yankees debut, hits a two-run single for the New York Yankees. Great. Red Sox are down 2-0. So I'm thinking to myself, great, the Red Sox aren't really great at coming back, but we've come back 40 different times from deficits like this. But, you know, it was 2-0, and then in the top of the third or top of the second, Cinder Bogarts hits a two-run single, but then he gets out surprisingly on a base path error. So now it's 2-2. Two to two. Great. Awesome. I love what this team's doing. It is two to 2-2 two tied. I think it was the top of the fourth or top of the third. Christian Vesquez hits a solo shot. 3-2 to Boston Red Sox.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Great. We have a 3-2 lead against the New York Yankees. We're about to take game one of this doubleheader. That's what you thought between the first, probably next three innings. But General Hork went four or five innings, pitched great. And then it came to the sixth and fifth inning where the Red Sox bullpen wasn't giving us answers that we were expecting them, you know, it was a two run, uh, you know, two outs, top, uh, bottom of the fifth inning. I forget who was up, but you know, some guy bases loaded for New York Yankees. I, think, I want to say it was DJ LeMahieu. He hits a two run single. It was probably the most easiest fly ball. I could have caught it out there and I am huge and you know, I would have caught this probably easy pop-up. But Kike Hernandez is come, is running in from the outfield and he botches a fly ball that easily could have been caught and we would have still been leading three to two entering the top of the sixth inning and possibly still winning the game. But no, of course not, because we're the Red Sox and we like to do stupid things. Nope. This is what happens. Two runs to go. Now it's four to three, in New York. Oh great. Then Jar Carlos Stanton hits an RBI single. Now it's 5-3. to three. Yankees, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. The Red Sox are losing. Great. But here's the thing. The Red Sox had so many different scoring opportunities. It's not even funny. So, and then comes the lovely seventh inning. I'll get to uh, what, how I feel about the seventh inning games in a doubleheader, which I'm not very found upon. But the Boston Red Sox – Kyle Schwarber up. He beats the shift for an infield single. Great. Amazing. It is, you know, one runner on. And now we have the time runner up, which is Christian Vasquez, who hit a solo home run uh, even two to three innings ago. Great. Amazing. Awesome. You know, he hits a CAI single. Now we have two on, nobody out in the seventh inning. And then we have Alex Verdugo, who has been producing a lot. For the Boston Red Sox, he's doing a great job, I think, this season. But Alex Verdugo, he hits a single. But um, what happens with bases loaded? And, you know, Kyle Schwarber, he's a very slow runner. And you don't really want, you know, anyone to be running on Aaron Judge. So smart move. Yeah, the bases loaded. Nobody out. For the Boston Red Sox. And you're thinking, great. Maybe this is a chance where Boston Red Sox score some runs. Maybe, you know, hit a grand slam, hit a go-ahead home run, or maybe even take a two or run run one one run lead, as I can't talk right now. But nope. As always, the Boston Red Sox find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. As always. And here's the scenario: what happened? We got Travis Shaw from the Milwaukee Brewers, an old friend, an old foe. Great, we could use them for first base. We could use them for many things. Out, you know, in the infield, maybe put them in the outfit or whatnot. Travis Shaw hits a low line drive, right to the left fielder for the New York Yankees. One out. Okay, fine. This is what really freaking pissed me off for the Boston Red Sox. And Kike Hernandez has been a very smart hitter, and, and you know he's been taking his walks here and there. So for P.K. Hernandez, he had a 3-1 pitch. He swung at a pitch that could have been ball four. And so now it's a 3-2 count. And what do you know what happens next? P.K. Hernandez strikes out swinging. Great, wonderful. The Red Sox are down to their last out. After having the bases loaded and nobody out, the Red Sox are one out away from probably the stupidest thing I've ever seen happen for the Boston Red Sox. And sometimes they're good with runners on scoring position, and sometimes they just make me want to bang my head into a wall right now. They really do, the Boston Red Sox. Then we have Hunter Renfro hitting second, which I don't mind, because, you know, it's a change in the lineup, and Alex is trying to do different things to spunk up the, you know, the lineup for the Red Sox, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. But here's the thing that really aggravates me. We have our best hitter up with probably the best scenario and best situation right now. And you know what happens? 0-2 pitch, Hunter Renfro strikes out. Ball game over, the New York Yankees win game one of the doubleheader. I could not believe that scenario for the Boston Red Sox. We had so many opportunities to take the lead, even in that seventh inning. I wouldn't mind a two-run double, and then we hit, like, a three-run home run. Now we're up 8-5. Now we're up, you know, 9-5, whatever. But it really kills me that tonight, tonight, the New York Yankees will be in second place the Red Sox will be in third. I know that this will happen because the Boston Red Sox just love doing this. So we'll get swept by the Yankees. Kudos to the New York Yankees for sweep for possibly sweeping us in the next coming hour or hour and a half. Kudos to you guys. You guys are the best fan base out there. You guys got Joey Gallo, Anthony Rizzo. So kudos to you guys. Y'all swept us in New York. And now you guys are going to be second place in the ALE standings. So I, I, I can't say anything but. Thank you and good riddance. Great sweep by the New York Yankees because y'all are up either two to one or four to one right now. And we're about to get swept. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, and I'm saying this because our pitching stinks. Our hitting is not good. And it just aggravates me as a Boston Red Sox fan. I mean, I wouldn't have known that we would be talking that the Red Sox are in a wild card place, are in second place right now and are hunting for the playoffs. I would have never expected that. Acquiring Hunter Renfro, getting Kike Hernandez, Marvin Gonzalez, which we release, which I'm glad to see him off the team right now. Good riddance for him. But you know, this team has been a roller coaster run of a team right now. I cannot stress the agony how aggravating it was. I understand for Yankees fans now how it how it felt to be in fourth place for these last four months, you know. This team is very aggravating. It's very stressful to, you know, be possibly swept by the New York Yankees. The score right now, as I'm seeing, is either four to one or two to one New York right now. You know, we're up one-nothing. Xander Bogart's hit a stole shot. I'm thinking, great. This is amazing that we are up by, you know, one run. Maybe we can score a fantasy of more runs. But no. As always, the Red Sox pitching with Nick Pavetta always screws screws us up. And you know what? I'm a diehard Red Sox fan, and I'm saying this. We are getting swept by the New York Yankees because our pitching ain't good. Yeah, we won the first 10, nine games before the New York Yankees, and, you know, this team has been really frustrating. It's been really aggravating as a Red Sox fan to say this. But it looks like right now, if you ask me, Devin, which team is making the playoffs more, the Yankees or the Boston Red Sox, I'm going to go with the New York Yankees. They have a lot of stride. They have a lot of courage. Their lineup is better than us. You know, on paper, we look better. But, you know, hopefully in these next couple of games, the Red Sox can hopefully win a couple more games to be, even with the New York Yankees. Because here's the thing. I got to give a lot of credit to you Yankee fans out there. You know, it was hard to be in fourth place for you guys. And, you know, it must have been frustrating. Y'all wanted, you know, Aaron Boone to be out as a coach for the Yankees. But, you know, Aaron Boone is doing a great job right now. You know, the Yankees GM made a lot of great moves during the, you know, trade that I wish the Red Sox have made. So, I'm Bloom picking up Kyle Schwarbrand, two I-don't-know-name players. But, you know, here's the thing for the Boston Red Sox. I wish that they did what the New York Yankees did. The Yankees grabbed some bats great bats with, you know, Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo, which I'm a little bit upset because many people said that, you know, Rizzo could be going to the Boston Red Sox, but of course he didn't. He, you know, went to the New York Yankees, our arch rivalry team, which is kind of interesting to see him go there because I, you know, read a comment that he said during a press conference saying, oh, why didn't you want to go to the Boston Red Sox? And, you know, it kind of made me think about this. He, He said his answer was, I don't want to go to a team that quits on me. And, you know, the first team that, you know, Anthony Rizzo played on was the Boston Red Sox, and we did trade him to the Chicago Cubs. So I do understand that, you know, his reasoning, why he signed with the New York Yankees instead of, you know, not excuse me, being traded to the New York Yankees. So, you know, and Rizzo, he's been a hot bat for the Yankees. Same with Joey Gallo. He's been hitting a couple home runs here and there. You know, Kyle Schwarber for the Red Sox, he he's been hitting you know doubles, singles, but we want to see him hitting more home runs. I don't know, kind of awakening more as a Boston Red Sox fan right now. But you know, he's not producing. He's not doing what he did for the Nationals, like the Red Sox were expecting him to do. You know, we're expecting him to see him to be more in the DH role and putting JD out in left, which I can understand, and having Bobby Dollback and Travis Shaw switch up here and there. But, you know, we'll see what happens by next throw. Hopefully, you know, the Red Sox can be on a five, six-game winning streak would, would be nice, and hopefully the Red Sox are in a hunt for a while instead of maybe third, fourth place, instead of being, you know, third or fourth in the ALE standings. But, you know, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this or whatnot, but, you know, I just think that Red Sox, they're not looking like um, the 2000 and, you know, 18 Red Sox. You know, they're just – Not looking at right now, but we're going to hit uh, a break right now. Next time when we come on, we'll we'll be talking about the preseason and how I think the Patriots did during last week's first preseason game. I'm Devin Telgani, and this is The Clutch.
1: Hello and welcome back
0: to part two of episode 15 of The Clutch. My name is Devin Telgai and the first 15 minutes we talked about the Boston Red Sox and I did ask my friends on TikTok because I'm on TikTok live right now as we present episode number 15. They did say the Yankees are up 4-1 to so this is really agonizing as a Red Sox fan but let's move on from you know the baseball topic because if we talk about that more I think that door back there will be broken but I want to talk about how well the Red, the Red Sox me, the New England Patriots did in their first preseason game. I think they look great. Mac Jones, a.k.a. Mac and Cheese looked great for um, you know the Patriots and the offs in, in, in you know their first game, which is great. You know, the question is that many people are going to be asking, oh, will Mac Jones surpass Cam Newton in the starting quarterback job? I think that it could be a 50 50 possibility right here. I think it could be a huge thing. But right now, you know, Stevenson was doing great for the Patriots. He's going to do great for us, you know, during the season. Yeah, you know, I think if you ask me what will be the record of the New England Patriots, tops, I'm going to go 11 and six. Lows, I'm going to go 10 and seven. I think this team has a lot of potential. Because here's the thing, many people on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, I see people tweeting saying that, you know, oh, Devin, the season's over and whatnot, and, you know, what's going on? Hey, Elijah, how we doing? Thank you for joining in. We have our first comment. Yo, what's up? How's it going? And then he's going to ask me, Devin, uh, Patriots record prediction. Elijah, I appreciate you for watching this. Um... So I'm going to get to the Patriots record prediction very soon, but thank you for asking me that. I think that's my first ever comment I've ever seen on my show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So let's get into the Patriots preseason first. They played against the – Jesus, I was about to say Washington Nationals for baseball, but they played the Washington football team on Thursday night. Great game. I could not believe how close that game was going to be. Um, But here's the thing. The Patriots came out great. You know, I thought that Judon looked great in a Patriots uniform. Kyle Benoit looked awesome. He looked really amazing for us back in the blue. You know, I'm just excited for him to come back. and I'm glad that he's doing well. I'm glad that he's going to strive well and be a great leader, leader of the pack for the New England Patriots. Now, let's get to Elijah's comment. He said, um, Patriots record prediction? That is a great question to ask. So I think that. The Patriots record, like I said, will be 11 and 6. Because here's the thing, I think for week four, because we play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, aka Tom Brady's team, I think that possibly we can be probably three and three and 0, oh, not three and one, Jesus, three and 0, oh, two and one, or possibly one and two. I don't want to say this, but we will not be going 0 oh and 3. Because I think that Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots come this season. Because here's the thing. Could Mac Jones surpass Cam Newton in the starting role? Yes. I think that would be a big opportunity to see Mac Daddy, Mac Jones, as a quarterback for the New England Patriots. And here's the thing. I think that Mac Jones could be the next Tom Brady. Everyone's been commenting. Everyone's been saying, hey, he could be the next, you know, Tom. And I agree. I think that he could be the next, you know, not the next GOAT, but, you know, next Tom Brady that, you know, the Patriots have been waiting for and been wanting. But, you know, I I really love this team. You know, people say that, oh, the dynasty's over. The Tennessee Titans ruined y'all's dynasty. The Miami Dolphins ruined y'all's dynasty. But here's the thing. I understand the haters in there saying that, that, you know, ever since Tom Brady leaving, Gronkowski, you know, Brown, Edelman, Gronk, the dynasty is over. But the question is, why do you think the dynasty is over? Just because we lost Tom Brady? No. The dynasty is still going on because we have had the best NFL offseason that anyone has ever had. We signed the two best tight ends in Hunter Henry and John Smith. We got Nelson Aguilar and we got Kendrick Bourne. So the dynasty is not over. Yes, I do like the Red Sox. Uh, I'm sorry, someone's asking me on my live on TikTok. Uh, but here's the thing the team is going to be looking great. Could we possibly take the division? 50 50, but I'm going with the Buffalo Bills because here's the thing. Josh Allen had a great year last season, and I can say that because I'm a Patriots fan and I've watched and I've seen it. But just because you had one great season doesn't mean that you could really have another great season like you did last season. Which, I mean, I'm not saying that the Bills couldn't win the division. I think they will be. Are they a better team than the Patriots? I think so. I think they are. You know, Uh, I think this team has a lot of potential. And here's the thing. I think the Buffalo Bills could possibly make the Super Bowl this year. I think they could. I think they could surpass everyone. I think they could surprise everyone. I mean, my dream AFC championship game would be a Bills versus Pats AFC championship game. But I know that wouldn't happen with, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs probably shocking the world and probably making it as the AFC East team. AFC, sorry, AFC team. But I think this team has a lot of potential. I think this team could possibly go all the way. And here's the thing, as a diehard Pats fan, I'll be happy for the Bills Mafia because I think that this team could really go all the way. You know, they were close last year, you know, but they lost to the Chiefs. The Chiefs overpowered them. But, you know, another hot tip that I keep saying on this, uh, you know, show is that I think that the Kansas City Chiefs won't make the Super Bowl same with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, you know, we'll see what happens just Fields the Trey Lance. I'm going to go with Justin Fields. But here's the thing. I think that this Patriots team is going to really shock everyone right now. I really think that this team, you know, people will be hating, hating on the Patriots for the rest of the season because, you know, we don't have Tom Brady. We don't have Julian Edwin. We don't have the weapons that we used to have because I remember when we used to have um, great, you know, we had the best wide receiver core when we had Josh Gordon, Demarius Thomas, I was about to say A.J. Brown, Antonio Brown, and Julian Edelman. You know what happened that year? We traded uh, Demarius Thomas to the Jets. Antonio Brown, we all know what happened with him. So you know, uh, Josh Gordon, he had problems and whatnot. And Julian Edelman, he was the only true homeboy, and he stayed on the team. And here's the thing. I'm kind of happy that you know Julian Edelman didn't fall where Tom Brady went because I understand that. Julian Edelman and Brady's Vicky, and whatnot and wide receivers. But, you know, there were a lot of talks of him possibly coming to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or, you know, everybody made a lot of memes saying that, oh, you know, the Patriots could be trading Julian Edelman to the Buccaneers. But, you know, Julian Edelman was a homeboy and he said that he wanted to stay here in New England. And I'm grateful for that. You know, he's been one of the best wide receivers that the Patriots have ever had to this day. And I can't say anything but nice things about, you know, Julian Edwin. I'm happy that he retired. Will he be in the football hall of fame? You bet your buttons he will be in there. You know, first ballot, no. Second, no, maybe third ballot. But, you know, I think he definitely deserves to make it in here. He really does. So, I think that this New England Patriots team, I'm going to say this slogan throughout the Patriots season, shock the world. Because I think that, you know, that's the kind of tour that the Patriots are on right now. Shock the world. That's what the Patriots are going to do right now. Shock everyone right now. Because many people are saying, oh, you know, Tom Brady is gone for the New England Patriots. Saying, you know, your dynasty is over.
1: Well, screw
0: the haters. You know, because here's the thing. This team is going to shock the world. They're going to go into playoffs, probably be second place in AFC East for sure. And they're just going to be on that revenge tour. I've been saying this this whole time on the show. They are on a revenge tour. And I can't say anything, but I love it. The New England Patriots are on a tour right now. And they need to shock the world. And, you know. I can't believe that you know this team is going to really shock the world. This team, I wouldn't have known, would be here right now. I wouldn't have known that you know they would have signed the two best tight ends in free agency. And I can't believe that this team could possibly be in the playoffs come this season. I, I can't wait to prove the haters wrong. I really can't. Because many people are going to say, oh, no, the Patriots are not going to make the playoffs this year. With their record last season, are you kidding me? This team cannot make the playoffs? No. This team will make the playoffs. We'll be, be-, <laughs> we'll be better than the Jets, for sure. Definitely be better than Tua Loa. Excuse me, Tua but I'm going to call him Loa on the show. And I really think that, you know, Cam Newton or Mac Jones, whoever's the starting quarterback. But I think that this team is going to have a lot of proof. And I think that's what they're going to do. This team, they could possibly be tied with the Dolphins. Don't get me wrong. This team could shock the world. But here's the thing, I could be wrong. I'm not no Stephen A. Smith. I'm not no Max Kelly. I can't predict the future. I do make good predictions. Like I said, the Broncos being the Patriots last season. I call it. You know, but I can't believe that, you know, the Patriots have the weapons that they have this season. Now, if you ask me, Devin, if this team were to same to be by last season and they didn't do nothing and build and spend all the money or just like, you know, throw the money up in the air like, you know, he just don't care. You know. I could not believe that this team is where it's at right now. I wouldn't be sitting there and you wouldn't be saying, hey, Devin, how do you feel with Matthew Dudon on the page? I would have been like, who? Matthew what? And how do you feel about Hunter Henry signing with us? Hunter Henry signed with us? Are you sure? And you know, ask me, oh, did you hear Johnny Smith? He signed with you too. I would have been been like, yo, wake me up from this you know, dream because I still think I'm dreaming. I can't believe that we have the two best tight ends in the league right now. I cannot believe, and I'm excited. I cannot wait for this season to begin. I really can't wait. This season's going to be awesome. This season's going to be great. You know, we got to start in about three weeks from now. You know, the Patriots have the Eagles tomorrow night for their second preseason game. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be amazing. You know, I think, you know, in the AFC in, in the NFC, excuse me, NFC East, because I have a couple of Washington fans watching this podcast right now. So here's the thing: I think that the Washington football team, criminal police, will win the NFC East. You heard it from me right now on my live on TikTok, on live on here. The Washington football team will win the NFC East. It'll go football team, Cowboys, Giants, and then the Eagles. Because here's the thing. People ask me, oh, why do you think the Washington football team can possibly, you know, overtake the Cowboys, the Giants, and, oh, the Eagles? The Eagles are, are going to be a sorry team this season. I'm sorry to for Eagles fans out there, but this team's not going to be good. You know, yeah, you got Smith. Great. Congratulations. Look who you have for quarterback. Hurst. I think that's going to hurt a lot. No pun intended. But this team, you know, the Washington football team is going to be great. Their defense is great. They improved a lot in the offseason. They got Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys. They got a lot of key additions during the offseason. I give them an A-plus for that. You know, yeah, the Giants, they got some new cornerbacks. They got some new shiny weapons and kyle rudolph and kenny galladay and whatnot but you know i think this team is going to be amazing and here's the thing someone asked me do you think logan thomas is good yeah i think he's a great tight end is he top 10 no top 20 possibly but you know he needs to get up there for you know the washington football team but i think you know it's time for fitz magic time and I think that the team is going to shock the world. It's going to be amazing. And I think that, you know, this team has a lot of potential. I could see them definitely in the playoffs. If you ask me what's their record, I think the Washington football team could possibly go 11-6. and 11-6, and 10-7 leagues. And I think that, you know, do you think Daniel Jones is going to be good this year? I think so. I think he could possibly be. If you ask me, what his record is going to be, I go nine and eight. Nine and eight, being nice. Eight and nine. And, you know, yeah. Some so people saying, "Oh, the, the New York Giants could possibly go seventeen and And you know, I'd be saying seventeen and zero. How? Because you know, great. They got offensive weapons and um, you know whatnot. And how about my Cowboys QB Dak? Here's the thing. I'm glad that Dak Prescott's back because if y'all still had Andy Dalton as your quarterback right now, you guys would be looking like trash right now. But, you know, with Dak back, you guys are looking at second place in the NFC East. But, you know, I'm excited. I can't wait for this football season to start up. You know, my shows are going to be still every Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Could be some changes, could not be. But, you know, I'm excited. I can't wait. The guys are going to hit the break right now, our last and final break. But when we get back, the Celtics sign someone who's a pretty big defender. Who 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 is it? Who could it possibly be? I'll answer that next when we come back on the Clutch. My name is Devin Telogani.
1: Welcome back to part three of episode number
0: 15 of The Clutch. Guys, I've been having a lot of fun doing this, you know, podcast with you guys. You know, I love interacting. You know, doing this on TikTok Live is my second time doing it. That's like me doing it great. If not, that's fine also. But, you know, I just love interacting with, you know, YouTube and my TikTok because, you know, TikTok's my second family out here. You know, I love to get their input. But let's get to the Boston Celtics. So, Celtics re-signed Marcus Smart to a four-year deal. Wow, am I surprised about that. Because many people were saying, oh, Marcus Smart, he could be on the move somewhere. He could be, you know, going elsewhere. He could be in a trade. But, nope, Marcus Smart is here to stay. He's here to grow. And he's here to play defense and not shoot threes like he's damn Steph Curry. Here's the thing. Love the signing by the Celtics. Great. Awesome. But if I'm Udama Ugo, whatever his name is, I'm going to call him Udano. So here's the thing. Do I have people on my podcast? I haven't, but you can join. I can send you a link next time. So here's the thing. I think that, you know, Marcus Smart shooting threes, decent, but he's not Steph Curry. So I don't know why he'd be shooting threes like he's I think he's Klay Thompson or Steph Curry or Kevin Durant. Um, But if you ask me, does this make the Celtics team greater than they are before? Yeah. But I think they need to make some more improvements here and there. You know, I really don't think that um, this team can improve more than they have right now. But I think that this team can possibly go far but they need to add some more adjustments. They need to add some uh players, probably like Paul Millsap, uh, some more shooters, you know, for the Celtics. I was really hoping that they could sign uh Danny Green would be a huge, you know, exception here. But um as I'm accepting uh let's go Jets out here into my live, let's go What's Jets. Up? What's up, man? I'm on my podcast on uh, The Clutch. I haven't
1: seen you in a while. I didn't even know.
0: What's going on? So, um, I was so scrolling through. What's going on? So right now we're talking about the Boston Celtics signing out Marcus Smart. Um, if you guys don't know who Let's Go Jets is by his last name, Jets, he is a huge Jets fan, but he's also a New York Knicks fan, if I'm correct. And... Um, And let's ask him about how he feels about the signings of the Knicks this season. Frankie, how are you feeling about your uh, signings this season for the Knicks? You
1: know, at first I wasn't big on the Fortier signing. It's a guy I've seen be on and off going from the Boston Celtics. but as he explains himself, he wants to be in New York. He likes how Tim's coaches, and I respect that. I want that. I want that energy out of a player. But I'd rather give, give him a lot of year, of course. But, you know, Fournier and Kemba together are a nice little duo. Yeah. we're going against it, too. I like that signing. So not too bad.
0: Exactly. So here's my question for you. So the um, New York Knicks, they also re-signed Derrick Rose. You think that'll be a problem for the New York Knicks having Derek Rose come off the bench with Kemba starting or what are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean I don't think there was one fan that actually watched the season that didn't want Rose back. Rose just he was such a great player and he had a great impact on Walker bench and you know Rose has been very great good under coach Tibbs so I mean he's a guy I wanted back without anything I mean I would have given him a whole lot of money but you know, I like with What he brings to the chemistry and everything? Him and uh, you know him quickly, and uh, Kemper has to start splitting the time. And I think they will do very, very well with all of that three tandem. It's very, very good.
0: I definitely agree. Now, which signing do you think is uh, bigger—the signing trade with Evan Fournier, or are you guys signing Kemba Walker?
1: Um, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have to go Kemba. Okay. You know, is a big snack. He's probably the biggest signing, but. You know the value that Kemba brings. A lot of New York fans have wanted Kemba for a very quick um, and just people have wanted Kemba. And Fournier was the guy that the Knicks were looking at before he hit the market. Kemba, no one thought Kemba was going to hit the free agency market. Right? Thought he was going to play under the Thunder, or he was going to be But him coming to the Knicks was absolutely huge because no one expected it. And I think that Kemba he might not play very well but I think you give them time, and I think he will help the locker develop, help quickly develop, and him and Brooks together will
0: be very great. Right I agree. I think so, too. I think they're going to be a great duo, him and uh, Julius Randle, too. You know, I think this makes the Knicks a little bit more scarier than they were last year. I think it makes them more playoff contenders than my Boston Celtics are right now, you know, with the Celtics signing, you know, uh, Enos Cantor, them trading for Al Horford. They got Josh Richardson and then just signing uh, Dennis Schroeder. So th- those are like decent moves for the Boston Celtics to make them a scarier team. I give them an iffy on that one, but I'm I'm still waiting for them to make more moves. But Frankie, do you think the uh, Knicks need to make more moves, or are you happy with what the team has right now?
1: Uh, so right now the centers are looking Taj so well. Todd Gibson. I like those three. Um, with injury prone people, Jericho Sims, who I don't know if anyone knows, in the Summer League, had an absolute monster of the Summer League. So he will probably be in Westchester this year. So he'll be a guy that will get called the power forward tandem of Randall and um, who played last year. Toppin. Like space in my head right now. But, oh, uh, Toppin. <laughs> Toppin, I agree. Summer League, too. Yeah. So him and Toppin. Still finds himself playing 40 minutes a game, so I mean he's not really ever out. So and then RJS small forward along with uh, I think Fournier will get some work at small forward, and uh, Kevin Knox too. I think will get implemented a little bit, even though he sucks. Right. And the shooting guards, I think Fournier will start there, but there's also guys uh, the big like, guy we drafted who had a pretty good summer league, and forget the other guy's name uh I forget if I him. but him to it's uh, string guard and then point guard, Kemba quickly and Rose. That's my favorite three uh, guys of the entire roster. And I think that they, they're solid team. I'm I fine with the three ABC is, but I like them to do something maybe <laughs> because I mean, both Robinson and Noel are very, very injury prone, including Robinson, who really has not been healthy since his rookie year. If right. he returns to his old self, I hope so. But, you know, in that case of where Robinson does not return to his old self this year, it's just going to be Noel and Gibson. In that case, you might want to go get someone, a decent center.
0: Right. I don't know. Now, let me ask you this. What team actually scares you in the Eastern Conference that you're like, oh, well, I don't, you know, this team is
1: good? As, as much as I hate to say it, the Hawks are very crazy. They, they put, this, this is going to be a rivalry you know, as long as Trey Young stays off. Right. Um, they put the Knicks on Christmas with them. Next time, the last time the Knicks and Hawks had a Christmas game was 20 years ago. Exactly. So, there's something going on and that's right. And it's crazy. But you know, the Hawks are scared Trey Young an amazing player, and I think um, as long as Gallinari, uh, Collins, and Bogdan stay healthy. That seems going to be way over 600.
0: Exactly. If you ask me the team that, that's like, oh, wow, kind of scary. I think you got to say the Miami Heat with the moves that they made with Kyle Lowry, you know, having, you know, Tucker sign with them, you know, more signs with them. I think the, you know, Miami Heat could be a team to watch out for, you know, that could possibly make a finals run again with, you know, the re-signing of Jimmy Butler and whatnot. I mean, Frankie, what do you think about that, about the Miami Heat? Does it, Do they kind of scare you?
1: Putting together a very, very good roster. Uh, I think Lowry will bring that full squad together. He'll bring out the best in Jimmy. He will bring out the absolute best Jimmy will best in ever play. And you know, him and Jimmy together, I think, with even with not even including Robinson, who I think, I think Duncan Robinson's a top ten shooter yeah, right now. Yeah. I agree. Top five but I think that team will finish in the top five, at least as long as they stay home.
0: I think so. I. That can easily change. You know, a team that 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 decreased a lot this year in the off season. I gotta say the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think they're a really scary team anymore with the losses of Brooke Lopez and Tucker. You know, yeah, they signed uh what's his face, um the the really big center. Uh I forgot what his name was, uh what was it Craig? Not not Craig or whatnot. But uh I, I think the Milwaukee Bucks, they're not gonna be the team that possibly makes a final run. I could definitely see the Brooklyn Nets another friend of foes of uh, Frankie, you know, big rivalry out there in New York, New York. Uh, But I I think, (laughs) right? The three-headed dragon, Kyrie Harden and Kevin Durant, watch out. Watch out, Brooklyn. Here they come. Because here's the thing, if they stay healthy, right? Because here's the thing, if they stay healthy, watch out. Watch out in the East because they all want a ring. You know, Kyrie wants another one. KD wants another one, but the, the three-headed dragon that doesn't have one is James Harden. So I think that's another team to watch out for. Come, you know, this season, I can't wait. Yeah, that team's gonna be
1: very, very solid. I mean, I was I was born in Brooklyn, but by the time I was born in Brooklyn, they were the New Jersey Nats, So I never really, I I didn't start watching basketball too. The first year I started watching with the year Kevin Knox got drafted. So 2017. Right. And they suck still. <laughs> but you know, if you asked any NBA fan, like are the next even considered said she got the top five seed last year at this time, I think everyone broke be like, right, exactly. no, no like the
0: two hands. Right. Exactly. They would have said, No way. Exactly. But guys, that is all the time we have on for this week's episode of the clutch, episode number fifteen. Stay tuned next week for episode number sixteen. I'm gonna still do this. I'm gonna go live on TikTok while I do this if you guys like this this will be a new thing but thank you guys for watching the clutch i'm devin telgani and this is the clutch